This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Jeanine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I hope everybody's enjoying their day. It's a little cloudy here in New York City, but it's still warm. And I have to tell you, I'm always sad when we come to the end of August, because if you live in New York, you know that uh, winters can be rather difficult. And although we're not looking at winter, we're looking at the end of summer, the beginning of school, and all that stuff. But we are still on armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, There is so much that happened this week, uh, and we're going to have some great guests to talk about it. So uh, we're going to be talking about, number one, that great student loan bailout that uh, Joe Biden has given to those poor kids who just can't seem to pay off their loans. Uh, We're also going to talk about the fact that uh, Mayor Adams in New York City is so upset that the uh, immigrants are being bussed into New York City. How unfair is that? And finally, we just concluded a week of primaries across the country and a lot of information we can glean from those primaries. We're going to get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Plus, later on in the show, I'm going to be speaking with former director of ICE, Thomas Homan, and media personality Clay Travitz. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. But first, it's time for my opening statement. Now, this week, as I said, we saw a uh, uh, the primaries in several states across the country, and there are certain pearls that we can learn from those primaries. I think the most important thing that we can garner or take away from the primaries is that the Republican Party is still the party of Donald Trump. Now, why do I say that? I say that because the the candidates that Donald Trump endorsed were winning on a huge percentage. The impact of his endorsement was very big. And those candidates who talked about the 2020 election and talked about their support for Donald Trump had the, you know, a lot of people in the GOP worried. But in the primaries across the country, voters sided with the Donald Trump candidates and uh, of the U.S. senators of the six, all right, six U.S. senators who actually uh, had voted to uh, impeach Trump, only two of them won. So six who ran for re-election, only two of them 
are able to run for re-election. And by the way, folks, I'm just talking about Congress here. I'm not even talking about the state races, the gubernatorial races, state Senate, state assembly. Uh, and the the uh, another thing that we can take away from what happened this week was the progressives. My interpretation is that the progressives didn't fare quite as well as they thought they would, and a lot of Democrats thought they would. So uh, when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, uh, supported an opponent to Representative uh, Democrat Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, uh, this senator, state senator Alessandra Biaggi, who sounds out to lunch to me, uh, Sean Patrick Maloney absolutely trounced Biaggi, the AOC endorsed candidate. Now, uh, I mean, the AOC also supported an individual by the name of Jessica Cisneros, a Republican challenger. She attempted to oust the centrist Republican Henry Cuellar in Texas. Uh, Cuellar is the only pro-life Democrat in Congress. AOC lost on that one as well. AOC lost a primary challenge to uh, Representative Chantel Brown by endorsing Nina Turner. She lost that one as well. So what's interesting is on the right, you've got a lot of the Trump people uh, being voted in. And on the left, the progressives are not really getting the time of day. But what we can learn is that in the Dobbs decision as a result of it, the Democrats are they're they're energized. It gave them a message to counter the bad the economy, fuel, gas prices, food prices. But then again, Republicans are still energized, and the school board races and the issue of parental control is one that uh, we saw a lot of support for the parents. And, of course, we're going to talk about what's going on with the immigration and the fact that we've got uh, the governor from Texas sending busloads into New York City and the New York City mayor, although he can talk about the fact that, oh, we're a sanctuary city, we welcome everybody. But, in you know, within the second breath, he's like, we can't afford these people. We don't know what to do with them. It's not fair. Well, you know what, Mayor Adams, maybe you ought to talk to your buddy there, Joe Biden, and talk about the fact that, uh, you know, America can't afford it. If New York City can't afford it, maybe America can't. And maybe it's time to shut those borders. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2 T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a law enforcement expert and former director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. A lot of you have seen him on Fox. Uh, he is certainly the expert. He is an individual who is uh, a former police officer, a former Border Patrol agent, investigator, supervisor, 
Uh, An Obama appointee, I wasn't aware of that, uh, Tom, although I'll get to you in a second. Uh, Obama appointed you as Executive Associate Director of Immigration and Customs Enforcement in 2013, and you were given the Presidential Rank Award as a Distinguished Executive. Uh, And uh, with, uh, I believe, uh, uh, with time, you continued to stay with Customs and Border Patrol, and uh, now you are a Fox contributor. Everyone, I'd like you to welcome Thomas Homan, uh, the uh, former director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. How are you, Tom? Doing good, Judge. How are you doing? Uh, well, it's the same thing, different day. I tell you, uh, it is stunning. They're estimating now that 2 million people have crossed the border, uh, known and uh, getaways. And I must tell you, I think it's brilliant that Governor Abbott decided he'd start busing uh, the, uh, they call them immigrants, I call them illegal aliens, into New York City. And, you know, the, 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 the crazy part of this is that Mayor Adams is so upset about this. He claims New York is a sanctuary city, and yet at the same time, he's very upset that he has to deal with, these, with the immigrants, and he's trashing Governor Abbott and says he wants to send people to Texas to make sure he doesn't get reelected. What's your take on all this? Well, look, I think Mayor Adams uh, is an idiot. Let's just let's just say it, because he 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 is he he's probably being sanctuary city until he gets busloads of, of illegal aliens from Governor Abbott. Right now, he has chosen as mayor of New York City to release criminal aliens, those who commit public offenses, public safety offenses. He chose to release them back to the community to reoffend rather than turning them over the ice. His biggest issue in New York City, as you know, is crime. So, if he really wants to address the crime surge. Why wouldn't he not hand those who are in the country illegally that committed an offense against you as a citizen? When he's done with them, why would he not turn them over to ICE, who not only can remove him from the neighborhood, but remove him from the country, which, of course, would decrease the crime rate in New York. But look, he, he, he used to be a cop. He obviously forgot what it was like to be a cop because you and I both know I never met a uniform in New York, and I met a lot of them, that support sanctuary cities' policies because it's, it's a public safety issue. Sanctuary cities are sanctuaries for criminals. And he's dealing with just a, a, a taste of what smaller towns in Texas deal with every day. He's got like 1,500 aliens so far. The Border Patrol is catching seven to 8,000 a day. That's right. So, you know, in, in small towns like, you know, like down Rio Grande Valley, McAllen. I was down in Brooks County three weeks ago, Brooks County, Texas. The sheriff and four deputies, they already found 189 dead migrants within their wow. county, 199. So he's dealing with a fraction what the, the Texas and Arizona borders dealing with. And look, if he wants them buses to stop coming, call the White House and tell Joe Biden to do his job and secure the border. We handed him the most secure border in my 35-year career, and he intentionally unsecured it. Who the hell does that as commander-in-chief? Well, not only that, but I, I must tell you, Thomas Homan, uh, acting director of Immigration and Customs under Trump as well, the Trump administration. I mean, you saw what it was like when Donald Trump left. But, you know, it, it, without even getting into the issue of immigration, I mean, the hypocrisy that we see from the left when they want to create a war with someone who was saying, wait a minute, how many people, how many towns, how many ranches need to be overrun? How 
how much crime do we have to suffer with the rest of the country sitting, you know, sitting easy and sitting pretty with this guy? And you said it correctly, uh, Thomas Holman. He is a former cop, but he certainly forgot everything he learned about it. And I'm going to tell you something else. This is a mayor who doesn't roll his sleeves up like a former cop would and deal with the issue of crime and fight to get the uh, bail back. This is a mayor who dolls himself up every night to go out to the whatever black tie or whatever fancy event is going on in New York City. This is a mayor who kind of leaked out, well, maybe the presidency is something for me. And the sad part about all this is that when Americans are treated differently in different parts of the country and then they 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 gin it up even more as though there's something wrong with that or something right with that is very frightening. So do you think that Governor Abbott's going to continue to send the immigrants to New York City? I hope he does. I hope <laughs> he does because he's, he, he is uh, the temperature has risen. More people are paying attention uh, to it. And look, and he's calling out sanctuary cities. Now, they're probably a sanctuary city for political reasons, but in reality, they don't want to be bothered either. And what reason I say Mayor Adams is, is, a, is, is a moron is because as an ex-cop, he should know. I don't care what your opinion on illegal immigration is, but when Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas created the biggest, most historic immigration surge on our southern border, that has taken up to 70% of border chases off the line. What does it cause? It's caused an epidemic of fentanyl overdoses like this country's never wow. seen before, over 100,000 deaths. 20, an average between 20 and 24% of everybody aboard which arrest is a criminal. So it not only is a historic immigration crisis, it's created a public health crisis because of fentanyl overdoses. It's created a public safety crisis because of the criminals. And you said it earlier on the show, the numbers are they've already encountered 2 million this fiscal year. They're going to end the year about 2.3 million, and that's not counting the 900,000 gotaways since Joe Biden become president. Now they've arrested 60, what, 64, 66 people on the terrorist screening database. How many of the 900,000 came from a country that sponsors terrorism and got away? Yep. So, so as a mayor of what used to be one of the greatest cities in the world, he should understand it's just not about immigration, mayor. It's about fentanyl getting to every town, city, and state in this country. It's about criminals getting to every town, city, and state in this country. It's about MS-13 members getting to New York City. It's about, it's about the crime rate in New York. So put your, put your ideology about illegal immigration to the side. Are you the mayor of a city that needs to be protected from terrorism? I would think so. Do you need to be protected from fentanyl and criminal gang members? I think so. When I was ICE director, we arrested 500 criminals out of New York. And, yeah. and criminal gang members. These are gang members. And, and, and a six-month operation, 500 gang members. You don't yeah. think they're all back? So if he doesn't care about illegal immigration, then at least give you know, give a darn about the safety and security of, of, the, of their taxpayers of the city. Because they're counting. I need to protect them. Well, you know, uh, Director Holman, um, the, the problem is that when people get into office – and, you know, I've run for office five times. I've held office. I mean, certainly not at, at the level of some of these people. I mean, their priority is to get to the next office. And they totally forget the fact that they're supposed to work for the people. I mean, it is a it is an arrogant kind of haughty. I am this and, you know, I need to go to the next level without worrying about the people that they're supposed to protect. And I'm going to ask you a, a, a question, Director Homan. Have you ever heard the word fentanyl come off the lips or uh, out of the mouth of President Joe Biden? No, you know, that's a great point. No, not either him or Secretary Mayorkas. 
And the reason fentanyl, like DEAs on the record, 95% of the fentanyl killing Americans is coming across the southwest border. That's Why? right. Because up to 70% of border agents aren't on the line. They're changing diapers and making baby formula. And look, here's, here's a good point your listeners need to understand. The Biden administration and Secretary Mayorkas likes to go out there and say the Trump administration's policies are inhumane. Really? Because let me, let me tell you what, what the Biden administration has done. Since he's been president, there's been over 1,200 migrants died on U.S. soil. 1,200 that died in your sword. That is, that, that is by far a record for this country. I've never seen anything like it in my life. We had over 100,000 fentanyl overdose. Tell me, we got, we got uh, sex trafficking on women and children are at an all-time high. How are these policies humane? Because when I worked for President Trump, we had illegal immigration down 83%. When we had it toward a 40-year low, how many women weren't being raped by the cartels? How many children weren't dying in U.S. soil? How many U.S. Americans weren't dying from overdose deaths? How many known suspected terrorists weren't getting into the country? President Trump saved lives, and his policies were humane because they saved not only American lives, but migrant lives, too. You know, one of the questions, Director Holman, that I continuously ask is, when is enough? When will the Biden administration think that we've got enough illegals in the country? When does this end? How long does it go on? What can we afford? How many crimes do we have to see committed? And you know what? It's not because they're coming in illegally. That's not the only issue. I want to know who among them are drug dealers, who are pedophiles. Or ID thefts? Who are MS-13? Who of them have criminal records? Who of them think that they can drink and drive, beat their wives, abuse their children? We know nothing of these people. Nothing. And I'll bet, you know what, if we're going to let illegals with criminal backgrounds come in, why don't we empty out American jails? Hell, there's something called equal protection. Not only that, you make a great point. Not only is the border wide open, but they decapitated ICE, the agency I used to run. ICE can't arrest criminal aliens anymore. You look at the numbers last year, 1.7 illegal entries was a historic high. Never seen those numbers before in the history of this nation. That same year, you got 1.7, plus they had over 400,000 gotaways. They had over 2 million the first year of Joe Biden. 2 million people crossed that border. Mm-hmm. How many people did Joe Biden remove in his first year? 28,000. 28,000. That is a, and when, when I was the third in command, uh, in, in, in charge of enforcement move operations, we removed the one million illegal aliens in three years. So we averaged over three hundred fifty thousand a year. What did they What did they remove last year? Twenty eight thousand, and 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 most of them were border apprehensions that were turned straight around. Border patrol is not working. I mean, the ICE officers are not working jails anymore. They're not allowed to do uh, operations on the street anymore. So these people that that's why that's part of the reason there's such a surge on the border, because the of secretary course. has said on network news. It's not enough. If you're in the country just illegally, that's not enough to ice arrest you. So relax. He said that. So these yep. people coming across the board who won't show up in court, they got nothing to fear. Because the Secretary of Homeland Security said being in the country illegally on its own is not enough for ICE to come look, look for you and arrest you. And it gets so, even better. Because if you're in a sanctuary city, and we know you're a pedophile, we know that you're a gangbanger, we know that you belong to a gang where you have to kill someone as part of your initiation, yeah, we know they're there and we're protecting them. This is lunacy, Thomas Holman. This is lo- I mean, every day. It, it, get, it gets worse. Final thought. Well, New York kicked ICE uh, agents out of Rikers Island, which is unheard of. Uh, one, one quick fix. Uh, I was a career official under President Obama. I was not a political appointee. 
He did give me the uh, presidential rank award because I removed a man illegal in three years. But under President Trump, the greatest president of my lifetime, I got the National Security Medal. I am most proud of working for President Trump and doing what we did. And we're going to do it again in 2024. All right, Thomas Homan, I love it. I love the way you think. And God, God willing, we'll see what the future holds. Thomas Holman, thank you so much. And born from the tragedy of 9-11, Tunnel to Towers Foundation's been honoring America's heroes ever since. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. All right, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a writer, a lawyer, a radio host, a television analyst. Uh, you may have seen him on uh, Fox News. He's a, a contributor to the Fox News channel. He also has uh, his own uh, uh, outkick where they do political uh, commentary, and he and Buck Sexton host the Clay Travis and the Buck Sexton Show, a three-hour conservative talk show which debuted uh, in as the replacement for Rush Limbaugh. So uh, please welcome uh, or join me in welcoming Clay Travis to the show. Good morning, Clay. How are you? I'm great. Appreciate you having me. Been a fan for a long time, so uh, it's great to be on your show. It's great to have you on. Believe me, I'm so looking forward to this. You know, there's so much that we can talk about. I want to I, I want to start with uh, the uh, student loan uh, giveaway that Joe Biden has made this week. And I, I mean, I've said it over and over again. I don't understand other than the obvious. He's trying to buy votes here. But the idea that this thing is paid for kind of makes my brain blow up. Why don't you talk about whether or not you think it's true, Clay Travis, that this loan giveaway, which can either be a half a trillion or a trillion dollars, depending upon who decides to cash in, which I imagine is everyone, uh, how we're going to pay for this? Well, I mean, I think all the taxpayers are going to pay for it. So if you're out there listening right now and you didn't have any student loan debt, uh, well, uh, bad news. You do now have potentially up to a trillion dollars in student loan debt. Um, and that's not good, obviously. Look, I, I think, Judge, this is flagrantly unconstitutional. The problem is, um, and uh, I was talking to my wife, who's also a lawyer. We were discussing it the other day. The standing issue is really, really difficult, um, figuring out who exactly is going to be able to challenge this. Now, I think there'll be many people who will try, uh, but there's no way that with the stroke of a pen, Joe Biden can spend a trillion dollars. And the White House tried to dis- uh, diffuse this or distract people by saying, well, look at all the people who took PPP. Well, that's different. First of all, the legislature passed it. Secondly, People were taking PPP because otherwise their businesses were not going to be able to continue because the government was mandating that they shut down and exactly. that over. So they- these are not similar situations. And this, to me, is very much akin, Judge, to what Biden did when he signed the eviction moratorium extension, knowing that it was not constitutional. And the court and struck it, it down. Shut- that's right. So I think if they could get this in front of the courts in a way that standing is satisfied, and this is like a uh, – you know, sort of law school exam question out there uh, in, in terms of figuring out who exactly it is that has that standing to bring it. 
then I think they would uh, undoubtedly courts all over the country would strike this down, certainly including the Supreme Court. Well, of course, Congress has a power of the purse and the Biden administration is saying, well, under the HEROES Act, you know, something that was passed during the pandemic, which, Clay, obviously you're talking about the PPP, the government forced businesses to close. No one is forcing these students to do anything. And you know what amazes me, Clay? You've got these young students. And if you Biden, if you believe what he's saying, we're living in this great economy. We've got more jobs than people to fill them. These people are young. They've got their whole lives ahead of them to pay it back. Forget about the fact that they signed a contract. They agreed to pay. And we're sending a message. Well, even though you're young, you've got years to pay it. Even though you've got a chance of getting a job or you already have a job, you probably, if you have a job in a household up to 250000 we're still going to give you the money. Why? Because I want your vote. The, the statistics are very clear that, uh, that Generation Z is not interested in Joe Biden, but now that he's got this giveaway, maybe so, and he's trying to satisfy the progressives. But I don't think they did so well in the midterms, Clay. Yeah, well, look, I mean, here's the problem, too, Judge. I mean, you're right about the power of the purse, and that's what I wish also would get rammed home. Democrats wouldn't vote for this, even though Biden has control right now of the House Mm. and of the Senate. You know, they've already, if you just look at some of the senators who are Democrats who have come out, uh, against this, particularly if they're in difficult races and certainly many different House uh, uh, seats where it's very difficult. And so you start to balance this out. There's no actual support even in the Democrat Party to get this thing passed. And the other thing is, as scary as the trillion is, remember what this does. This incentivizes people to take out loans because they may well think that the government is going to be forgiving them in the future. And do you think this is only going to happen for this 10-year window or whatever it is? No, there's going to be a push to extend this in the years ahead, and that's going to do nothing to reconcile what is already a massive problem that parents everywhere and certainly kids everywhere going to college understand, which is higher education is far too expensive, and all this does is accelerate the amount of cost that's going to be embedded in any uh, graduate or undergraduate degree. You know, it's interesting, uh, Clay Travis. Ron DeSantis said the other day, he said uh, something. He was talking about the the, the pay, uh, the debt forgiveness, and he basically says, you know, these college educations aren't worth anything anyway. But the crazy (laughs) part of it is that the college educations, the costs are going up, not consistent with inflation, but almost consistent with the loans that are being taken out. And part of that whole, if you look at that whole – strategy there they're teaching our kids our kids i mean they're they're older obviously when they're in college but it's a continuation of the ideology that they're paying an enormous amount of money for that is whether they get another job or not it just creates a whole generation of kids who believe in this leftist progressive it should be regressive mindset you know it's it's just dug into our culture now well, and Judge, there's hardly any Democrats who understand basic business now. Um, you know, you mentioned out, you mentioned OutKick earlier. Like, there is a benefit in ba- being able to understand a basic profit loss uh, statement and understanding what uh, the difference is between, say, revenue and profit. A lot of Democrats just flat out don't understand it, and they have this sort of magical idea. And, and honestly, it was characterized as what led us to nine percent inflation modern monetary theory that there are no consequences for Mm -hmm. the money that the government spends. And uh, prior to inflation uh, taking off, you could see 
alarmed the Democrats everywhere saying, oh, the inflation's never going to take off. The government can take out as much money in loans as it possibly wants. And look, the reality is at some point the bill becomes due. And we're, what, $30 trillion in debt now? I think when the Tea Party started, we were only $10 trillion in debt, if I'm not mistaken, Judge. Yeah. And, and so the amount of money that we have spent, uh, you know, I've got a 14-year-old, I've got an 11-year-old, and I've got a 7-year-old. And at some point, you start thinking beyond yourself. Um, and, and, and I look at those kids now, and I wonder about the legacy that we are leaving them when we're talking about economic futility, the idea that America is an awful place, which is something that certainly nobody who grew up in my era would have believed. And I'm sure that wasn't the case with your era either. Uh, but Absolutely. Uh, We've never seen anything like this, and it's a noxious and toxic form of anti-Americanism that is uh, sort of running across rampant through all the threads of American life, culture, politics, business, you name it. And, you know, the, the whole concept when you talk about anti-Americanism, I mean, you know, you look at you look at like the greatest generation. Uh, you look at you look at people who fought the wars, uh, people who built the very streets that we walked down, senior citizens, uh, people who are having trouble. Clay Travis, you know, paying for gas and paying for food on a fixed income, don't have a chance of getting a benefit anywhere. And I mean, they have to sit there and you and I. I, I mean, I'm steamed all the time because yeah. I grew up, you know, and, and with an American flag in front of my house and I and there's an American flag in front of my house. Now, my father was a veteran. My grandfather was a veteran. I mean, that's just who we were. We were Americans. It was God, country uh, and an education. And, and all of a sudden, those people who paid so much are just ignored. They're like kicked to the side. You know, these veterans, I mean, they're still committing suicide. The veteran population, they're homeless. And we're doing this for these spoiled brats? Uh, you, you're 100% nailing it. And, um, you know, I was uh, – you're talking about gas prices, and I know they've come down a little bit. But not too long ago, uh, I went to fill up my car, and the person right in front of me, and they were already gone. So I'm not sure who exactly it was, mm-hmm. only put one gallon of gas oh. in their car. Oh, oh that right? breaks my you heart. Think about that. Yeah, that's someone who is trying to make it to the next payday. They're trying to put in enough to be able to go uh, to get to and from work, to get their kids probably to and from school. And you literally are on your last dollar. And uh, and the idea that Biden's economic policy, look, when you're talking about 9% inflation, all of us are getting wage cuts no matter what we do for a living, unless your wages are going up over 10% a year, which most people's are not. And it's just so frustrating as we get closer to the midterms, Judge. Uh, I I think Republicans, and I made this analogy on the radio show with Buck the other day, I I think Republicans kind of went into the concept of of thinking, hey, we've got this one. Let's go ahead and run out the clock on a football game. You know, we'll start kneeling. We don't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think what they're finding out is, no, 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 you've got to stand for something. Uh, People are frustrated. They're angry. But you have to give them a reason to believe that you're going to make things better. And simply saying, hey, we're not Joe Biden, as bad as he's been, I don't think is a message that's connecting with all of the independent, persuadable voters out there. Well, obviously, he's not doing well with the independents. But I got to tell you, Clay, when you, you know, it just throws me right back into what happened this past week, um, you know, with the primaries. I mean, the Republican, yeah. the Democrats did well. I think that they yeah. focused on that, that Dobbs decision and it's, and it's yeah. energized. I agree, them. With you. I agree with you. And I think Republicans have to do a better job of talking about that. And uh, look, the, the reality is, as you well know, 
uh, Roe v. Wade was a awfully written decision. And yep. so I believe what Republicans should be doing is saying, look, there are a wide variety of opinions as to when abortion should not be allowed in the Republican Party. Some people believe all births should exist. I'm not one of them. You know, right. I believe in rape, incest, the right. life of a mother, of course. excuses. And I think, but there are some people who don't, and I don't think those people are awful human beings. I understand where they're coming from. I disagree with them. But then most Republicans believe that at some point in the first trimester, that line should be drawn and a life becomes a life that's worth protecting for the state and the, and the government to protect. And so where that line is, individual states can decide, individual Republican candidates and individual Republicans can make their own ideas. That's a wide variety of perspectives. What's crazy is Democrats all believe – I don't know if you saw the, the clip from Tim Ryan again. He's running for Senate in right, Ohio. Ohio right. Democrats now have to believe that abortion should be permissible all the way up to the ninth month of pregnancy. Well, most people don't believe that, right? Right. 80, right. In fact, 90 percent of people don't believe that nine-month abortion should be able to happen. So to me, the conversation has to shift from, look, individual states, individual uh, political candidates can have their own opinions on exactly – where the line is on abortion in the first trimester. Uh, and it's worth mentioning that almost every European country, for instance, draws the line around 15 weeks or less. Mm -hmm. So the Roe v. Wade standard was quite expansive in that respect. But Democrats aren't even advocating for Roe anymore. They're advocating for nine-month abortion. And that's a case that Republicans really need to make because I think a lot of people are confused by the Dobbs decision and what well, it means. Well, look, I, I think that what you just said was brilliant, uh, Clay Travis. The truth is that, look, the decision was poorly written. When Ruth Bader Ginsburg says that, that you know, the decision yeah, was... Right. Yeah, right. she was right. There's no question about it. You know, the the difference between... I mean, on every level, I mean, you know, the, uh, the abortion is not consistent with the history and tradition of our nation. In fact, it was illegal. It's been illegal since the common law. But at the same time, you know that you're right i mean there are a number of americans who agree and they're they say well 15 weeks should be enough 15 weeks is what it should be and the republicans are now seen as those who just want abortion no abortion whatever the circumstances they're and getting, that's not getting true destroyed judge as you well know i i you know surrounded by suburban women who are talking about this yes. issue all the time and they're of the belief that if their 14 or 15 year old daughter gets pregnant, they can't do anything are going. That's right. Republicans are going to criminalize the idea that their daughter uh, not have that baby. Right. And look, yep. I understand these are incredibly difficult decisions, but that's the way moms think. That's the way a lot of dads think who are living in the suburbs that they don't want the government getting involved. And I would even make an analogy, Judge. I didn't get the COVID shot. Uh, I, I don't think the government should be in the business of mandating the COVID shot anywhere. I'm still furious about the way that COVID was handled in this country. Oh, School shut yes. down everywhere yes. else. I think there's a way to tie the Republican Party into supporting freedom. You well know. I've, I'm, I've carried a baby, obviously. I'm not a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I don't believe men can get pregnant. Uh, but we've had three, <laughs> right? And, right? And so – the experience of having a baby changes you profoundly, but you also understand that weeks, you know, like 15 weeks of a pregnancy is a long time. You know, yep. you, you are preparing a lot. You're eager. Maybe you're waiting till after the first trimester to tell friends and family because you want to make sure that everything goes smoothly and you get there. But that's a long time. You have a lot of time. And, to make and a Americans agree with you. Trimester. Americans yes. overwhelmingly agree with that's you. Right. Anyway, that's I right. want to thank you, Clay Travis. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, and we look forward to having you again. Clay, thank you.
But thanks so much, Judge. Keep up the good work. Fantastic shows as always. Yep. Thanks. See you all. All right. On 9-11, we vowed to never forget. Help America keep that promise. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Okay, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. We've got a call from Larry in Brooklyn. Larry and Andrew are from San Hope. Just want to say with the abortion, when they say the life of the mother, that's usually a fallacy because a C-section can be performed, especially, you know, in the third trimester. So that's really almost never an issue. And you, as a judge, what... I see it's like a contradiction. People say, well, I'm a libertarian. I don't want the government telling me what I can and cannot do. But actually, they do want the government. They want to go to the legal system and say, I want to be able to commit this third trimester abortion, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to count as a murder. It's not a homicide. So they want the government to give them permission to commit a homicide, which I think it is in the third trimester, and not be charged with the homicide. Well, you know what? It, it The third trimester, obviously, is one of the most, uh, I think, outrageous uh, uh, abortions that can be conducted. And I remember Ralph Northam, when he was governor in Virginia, was talking about, you know, making the baby comfortable after it was born. And then, you know, the mother can take a moment and decide almost like a, uh, you know, a Roman Colosseum with an up or down thumb by the emperor as to whether the baby survives. I think third term abortions are uh, are incredibly uh, uh, outrageous, period. End of the story. But I, I agree with you. They are looking to the government to give them the OK on that. That's a very interesting way to analyze that. Uh, so appreciate your call. Um, and, you know, everyone, it is this. As Clay Travis said a few minutes ago, uh, it's one that is being too simplified uh, in terms of the political spectrum that, you know, you're either pro-abortion or you're pro-life. It really isn't that simple. It's not that simple uh, in America either with uh, most Americans uh, or many Americans feeling that, you know, abortion, if there it is to be legal, uh, you know, the first trimester is is considered reasonable but uh it is up to the republicans as clay travis said and as our other guest thomas holman said uh you know this whole issue of immigration and our ability to be able to function with uh two million immigrants up to this point and 2.3 million coming in to, through the southern border uh and whether or not we can afford that is something to think about when you go to vote uh in november for the midterms as well as the issue of fentanyl with tom Toman telling us that 95 percent of the fentanyl is coming through the southwest border that is an incredibly uh, a, a devastating number. Fentanyl is enough. Some of it is enough to kill uh, uh, everyone in an American city, in American counties. And our young people are dying uh, from the fentanyl that is being created in China and then is brought into Mexico, where they then put the fentanyl into pills and mark those pills as though they are legal pills so our kids are not necessarily druggies. They're not drug users. They may ask a friend 
for and whether it's Adderall or Xanax or something that, you know, is not considered uh, an outrageous thing to do. And kids are dying because of what is happening when the Mexican cartels who are then coming through the southern border with this fentanyl sent from China. They are killing Americans 100,000 in the past year. And don't think for one second that these are kids who have drug problems. They are not kids with drug problems. They are kids who borrowed a pill. These are accidental deaths. These are poisonings by China in its undeclared war against young people or people mostly between the ages of, 45, of 18 and 45 in the United States. We see it all the time, and it's only getting worse. And unfortunately, we've got a president who is doing nothing about it. He's not even mentioning fentanyl. And in fact, everyone I ask, I ask the same question to everyone. Have you ever heard the words fentanyl come out of President Joe Biden's mouth? Nobody has. He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't care. He wants a southern border open. And this guy, Mayorkas, is a fool. He's a liar and a fool. And, and I got to tell you, the one who was tasked with, the, uh, with the, the, the job of finding out what the root causes of immigration are, every time you look at her schedule, there's no public schedule. There's nothing to talk about. You know, uh, 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 Kamala Harris is not getting is not doing anything publicly today. I don't think she's doing anything at all. I don't know what the woman is doing. She's a vice president of the United States. So we've got a lot of problems here, folks, whether it is a trillion dollars. And that's a T uh, of student loan that this president and his whole administration, Karine Jean-Pierre and the rest of them, oh, we don't know what it's going to cost. We don't know how much it's going to cost. Really? You're going to put that burden on the American people and you don't know how much it's going to cost? You dare to forgive loans and you say you don't know what it's going to cost? Or do you know what it's going to cost? And you made a decision to not, to not tell us because you don't want it to look like you are adding a burden to our children and our grandchildren, which is what is going on in this country, unfortunately. And, you know, uh, some red flags on the uh, mid on the uh, primaries for the midterms, guys. Some real red flags. You know, the 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 idea that there was going to be a red wave. It's going to be a blowout with gas prices and and and. Uh, Food prices, with inflation, with the recession, you know, everything's a mess. The truth is, it may not be a red wave. And if you don't, if you don't like what's going on, you better make sure that you don't get comfortable. Anyway, I want to make sure that you join us right back here next week, same time, same place for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 